Welcome back, and thanks for joining us on this podcast channel. My name is Sherry Jorgensen. Please stop and visit us at spiritualcrusade.com and enjoy the content that we deliver on a daily basis. We have talks, we have lessons, quotes, memes, come follow me, lesson helps, and many other things to help assist you in your daily studies and in uh, teaching your families. Today, I want to talk to you about the secret ingredient in marriage. Since I'm a wife, I'm going to talk to you from the direction of a wife, but I can tell you right now, husbands, that this is equally important for you. If you can just twist it from the wife to the husband, you will find that it will change your life. Um, This is the best marriage advice that I have received. It trumps all other advice and encompasses all other marriage tips. I I was having a frustrating moment and happened to mention something about it to my sister. Lovingly, Lovingly, she told me to blank him. And my thought was, obviously, until we went home and really thought about it, I realized that this is truly the secret to marriage. I immediately set out to put this into practice on a whole new level than my current commitment showed. As I focused on this simple principle, I started to see a change, not only in myself, but I saw a change in Mark, my husband. I realized the Bible is correct and that without this secret ingredient, everything else was for naught. 1 Corinthians 13.2 And though I have left gift, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove I can remove mountains and have not charity, I have nothing. It has been said that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I am going to challenge that approach. Sure, most men adore a good meal, and they feel loved by the effort and time you put into making that, that meal. But that is the point. It makes them feel loved. That's why it melts their heart. The honest truth is the way to a man's heart is love. They just want to be loved. I have not found a man who doesn't want to be loved and adored by his wife. This is a game changer. It's the secret ingredients, ladies. You may think to yourself, I love my husband. The the real question is, does he feel loved? So going back to that, what my sister told me when I was having that frustrating moment, and she told me to love him. Love him. And of course, like I said, my immediate thought was, obviously, I love him. He's my husband, you know. But we're going to change it up here a little bit. I wish there were more words to describe love. I feel like love is overused and misunderstood. I'm not, I am talking the love of Christ, charity. This means treating our eternal spouse as the most important part in our lives. Every single day, he should be the person that we treat the best. And when we don't treat him the best and we don't feel the best about him, we need to look within ourselves and figure out why. Don't worry about him. And husbands, if you're listening to this, don't worry about her. Worry about you. How can you love your spouse greater? Love changes hearts, love changes moments, and love changes marriages. So this is not, we're not, I'm not trying to write a romance novel here. So this isn't romance novel kind of love. It's not a checklist. You know, you don't get to like have a little piece of paper and then you check off everything you think you did perfect to be this perfect wife or this perfect husband. There has to be something behind the checklist, something deeper 
the checklist is nothing if it doesn't give us the result we're achieving. There's, you know, if you have a checklist of things that you think makes the perfect wife or makes the person perfect husband, why is there even a checklist? What are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to accomplish a good marriage, right? You're trying to accomplish love. You're trying to accomplish pa- passion and just admiration. So you've got to go past the checklist, especially if you're looking at it as tally marks, right? Have you ever done that? Well, you think I do all these things. What does he do? We're going to go beyond the tally marks. This is real love. The love that is felt spirit to spirit. It is shown through those same principles, those same simple acts, but the intent makes it all the difference. It's all about your heart. It's all about the real purpose and the real desire. It's the same thing done with a different, with the correct purpose or the correct intent. We want to love from our inner being to their inner being. We want to love them past all their imperfection, imperfections, past all their mistakes, past all their irritations. We want to love them with our whole being. And just so you know, everybody has imperfections. Everybody makes mistakes. And everybody is going to do something that is irritating at the moment. You get to choose if you allow those things to grow and become bigger or if you choose to allow your love and your admiration to become bigger. If you focus on the things that they do right, your spouse does right. If you think, look on the things that your that your strengths of your spouse, the effort that she's putting in or he's putting in, these are the things that generate a happy marriage. The more you focus on the negativity, the negativity is what is going to build and grow in your marriage. And if that's the kind of marriage you want, then those are the things you should focus on. But if you want a happy marriage with lots of love and lots of admiration, you've got to focus on positivity. Besides the fact that the more positive you are, the greater your spouse feels about themselves or herself, himself, and the greater that the whole marriage will flow. This kind of love look, this, this kind of real love is going to look different for everyone. And it might change over the years as your household numbers increase and then they decrease. Luckily, it's not something that is measured or seen by others. It is magic that you can stir up between you and your husband. You are in competition with nobody else. Nobody else has to know what is going on, the magic that you're stirring up in your home. Your love, your love might be expressed through hunting together, giving butterfly kisses, or rolling, role-playing your favorite movie. However, you can find a way to relax and to let go and start loving him again like you did back in the dating stages. Do that. Reinvent those butterflies in your stomach. Bring back the goosebumps. We want to be in love with our husbands. We want to be in love. As wives, we want you to be in love with us. Okay, so here is a list of things that I have found to strengthen my marriage and to leave Mark knowing without a doubt that I love him. And this is my list, but I think this is a good list and a good place to start. But you will make your own list as you start to attempt to do this, as you start to find out what triggers your marriage, what helps you guys thrive, what gives you enthusiasm, what gives you joy, what makes your love grow huge. Remember, we're growing a tree. I always talk about this tree because you can grow whatever you want to grow in your garden. If you want to plant cucumbers and you want to nourish and water them, you'll grow cucumbers. If you want tomatoes, you'll grow tomatoes. What are you planting and growing in your marriage? Plant it, nourish it, and grow it. And you get to choose what it is. 
So if you're going to sit around and pout and be upset and be mad about every little single thing that your spouse does, well, you're going to grow a huge plant of um, discontent, right? It's going to be giant. But if you want to absolutely admire and love and adore your spouse, you will grow a tree of love, a marriage of happy and joy, and it'll be wonderful. So my number one tip, this doesn't have to be complicated, guys. This doesn't have to be expensive. My number one tip is smile. This may seem like a no-brainer, but the truth is people forget to smile at their husbands. Husbands forget to smile at their spouses. (laughs) This is your eternal mate. Practice smiling. You might as well choose to be happy. You've got affinity to go together. It's going to be a long road, guys. Come on. We've got to be happy together. When Mark goes to work every day, I want him to think of me with a smile on my face. I don't want him to think of me upset and angry and just discouraged and disappointed. I, I mean, come on. Sometimes we're not going to have a smile on our face, but let's have a smile on our face 90% of the time. If we're not 100%, that's okay. But let's be happy with our spouses 90% of the time. I was laughing with a good friend of mine, and her husband walked over and said, This is great. I haven't seen Susie, I changed the name for the story, smile and laugh in a long time. We both paused and made a mental note. Smile at husbands. Don't worry, you can't overdo a smile. So you're fine if you smile constantly all day long. That's fine. I believe in smiling. I just think that I think you can smile all day long. In fact, I do smile all day long because I love to smile and I love when people smile at me. It just makes me feel so happy. And so I was so shocked when her husband had said that she never smiles at home. She never smiles at him. And he says, whenever she's with you, she's smiling. Well, why would you smile at a friend that you see occasionally that you don't even, now that friend's moved. We haven't seen each other in 10 years, but you spent all those times laughing and smiling with me instead of your husband who you're still with and you, you you spend every single day with. Come on, guys, let's make our marriages number one. Let's be best friends with our spouses. And if you have to work on it, if something if something's happened and you've felt some kind of a grudge or discontent or there's like friction, well, start with smiling. Start what you can. Start with smiling. Number two, greet him every single day. When he comes home from work, greet him. I've been known to greet the painter and the UPS man with a little extra excitement. <laughs> I quickly try to cover it up as if I hadn't mistaken them for Mark. But it happens because I try really hard to greet him with excitement. If your husband isn't used to being greeted like this, it may shock him. But all men love to be noticed. I even prep the kids to greet daddy. I don't have to prep them anymore. But I, from the time they're little, I get them, I let them know. You know, they're playing with their little puzzles or their whatever. They're playing with their cars. And, hey, daddy's coming home. Let's, you know, and then they just, oh, they get so excited. And they, daddy's home. They jump and they run and they greet him. It cha- it's a game changer. They just want to be loved and adored. They work hard all day long. If you work hard all day long, great. Don't you want to be adored and loved? And don't you want to be noticed when you walk in that door after all those hours? It's the same with him. Vice versa, same with her. So husbands, when you walk in that door and you've worked hard all day, well, guess what? If you have a stay-at-home mom, they've worked hard all day too. So guys, it's, it's up to you to choose to be the one that's happy. So I'm encouraging moms to greet the husbands. But I would tell you the same thing. When you walk in that door, leave your work alone. Same with moms who work. Leave it out the door. Just pretend there's a bucket by your door, place it in the bucket. This is a mental thing, I get that. 
You're just mentally placing it in a fake bucket that's at the door, <laughs> but just put it and even lock it up so it can't sneak, out, sneak back in the door. Leave your problems, leave your stresses of the day at the door, walk in that door with a happiness and a joy and, and just get ready to have a really good evening. So I, and so yeah, I prep my kids when I come, when I know he's coming home, I tell them so that they can acknowledge daddy after working hard all day. They, they love it. He loves it. It is such a downer when he walks in and says, I'm home. And everybody just continues with what they're doing, playing video games, watching a movie, working on schoolwork, reading a book. It's an automatic blow to his evening. However, it's complete opposite. When we greet him with excitement, it brings instant joy to that long day and it's all forgotten and he can just feel like home is a safe place and just like I've encouraged in other podcasts for home to be a safe place for our children home needs to be a safe place for our marriages for our spouses for ourselves if we if we're in the work field and we're working hard all, all day long and it's you know just getting beat up with whatever worries if you're in charge of people or you have a boss that's over you or whatever the stress of that day is home should be your sanctuary it should be where you can come home and know that you are loved. So we need to create that environment. We need the spirit in our homes. Contention does not exist side by side love, okay? Contention is of the devil. We know Satan loves it. He's gonna seep it in through the windows. It's gonna sneak in in every corner it possibly can, but we can combat it by saying no and then just loving our spouses. Number three, give him your best. This doesn't mean to put on your high heels unless you want to, that's fine. My husband would love it if I put on my high heels, but I don't. (laughs) But feel good about yourself. Give him your best. If you are your best in your PJs, fine, but brush your teeth, put your hair in a cute ponytail, grab some mascara. Um, For me, what I do is I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I work all day long. I believe that it's a job, so I take it serious. I'm not sitting on the couch doing nothing. I'm vacuuming, I'm doing laundry, I'm scrubbing, I'm cleaning, I'm filing, I'm doing everything I can, to, you know, doing activities with the children. I am actively, that is my job. I am the manager of our home, right? So by the end of the day, I'm a little beat up. So I often, if I, if he, I do like, he doesn't have like a schedule, like I go to eight, you know, eight to five because he owns his own business. So I sometimes will call right around the end of the day, and just get a check-in, you know, when do you think he'll be home? And then he'll give me a time, like maybe seven. I really love to know when he's going to be home. I try to take a shower at that time. It's my favorite time to take a bath and a shower because I can be fresh. I can just have, it's almost like I wash away the stress and the worry of the day. I just let it all go down the drain. I put on some makeup. I, you know, just get dressed. I don't put on my heels. Like I said, I don't do that, but I just get myself ready, normal looking out of my yoga pants, out of my gym clothes and get dressed. And I usually do it right before he comes home, which is kind of silly maybe. I put makeup on right before he comes home, but for me, it helps me. It helps me be my best for the person that I love the most. And it helps me shake off the stresses of the day. And it helps me to feel good about myself so that I can give my best. We need to feel good about ourselves so that we can give our best to our husband. And which in return, it makes me a happier wife. So that's what, you know, it's, it's hard to make bring them happiness if we're not feeling happiness. So this helps me feel like I'm happy and then it helps me get be happier for him and you know I'll be honest guys like our husbands still want to be wowed by us they they adored us they married us we used to get dressed up for dates and we used to get all cutesy they still want us to put in some effort and everybody's everybody's husband's different in how they want that effort to be put in so like I said my husband loves three inch heels 
my sister's husband wants her to be comfortable. Like, why are you wearing three inch heels? <laughs> Put on some tennis shoes, like be comfortable. But he still wants her to be fresh and clean and be happy and put on some mascara, you know. If your husband doesn't like makeup, fine, don't do makeup. What does he like? He's like, is your hair done? Does, you know, what do you like? So let's give them our best. Let's wow our husbands, right? And let me tell you something, husbands, we like to be wowed by you as well. So if you can give us that little extra effort, that little extra trying to um, win our hearts for eternity, we would love it. Let's win our hearts. Number four, make him food. All men love food. Okay, I said that above, the, uh, up above in the beginning. The way to man's heart is through food. Well, yeah, because the food makes him feel loved. So it's love that makes the food work in the heart. So one of my favorite things in the whole world is when Mark asked me to make him his peanut butter cookies. That's his favorite. He doesn't do it very often anymore because we're getting older and the peanut butter cookies stay on our stomach line, our little uh, stomachs forever. But anything he asks me to make him, I just get excited about it. And so when he used to ask me to make him his peanut butter cookies, I would try to serve him with a warm, warm cookies right out of the oven and a cold glass of milk. And it was so amazing how that simple gesture of love made him feel so loved. When I walked into his office and handed him his little three warm cookies and his glass of cold milk, his lo- he just felt like I was his queen. And I want to be his queen. That's my, per- that's my whole goal in life is I want to be his queen forever. Okay, so my number five tip is touch him. Touch, touch is magical. We need to hug our children and hug, you know, everybody needs to be touched, touched, touched. Our husbands need to be touched. I'm not talking about intimacy here. I'm not talking about what you do in the bedroom. I, that is important as well, in my opinion, very important. But I'm talking about just touch. If, it doesn't matter if this is his love language or not. They still enjoy a gentle touch. Everyone wants to be touched. Brush up against him when you walk by. Rub his neck or ear while driving. Scoot your leg next to him at night. Sit next to him on the couch. Hold his hand. Touch is magical. Full body massages are great. Ballroom dancing in the kitchen is romantic. Intimacy is necessarily wonderful. But do not forget about the small, ordinary moments where you can touch him. And husbands, we like to be touched as well. You can come up behind us when we're washing dishes, rub our shoulders, kiss our necks. See what I'm saying? Let's add a little touch and a little bit of love into our everyday moments. Number six, go on dates. Make time for each other. I can't say this enough. Go on dates. Go on a date. They don't have to be fancy or expensive. You know, ours have molded. We used to go out to dinner. Every, you know, he takes me on a date every single week. And they used to be dinner and a movie. Then it got to where it was just dinner because we had so much to talk about. So we would just go for like three hours and just talk, 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 talk. Now they seem like we always just go on walks. And now we go every day. So we go on a walk and we talk and we get able to spend time together and to just kind of be us. But you can play a game. You can do whatever you want. But the point is you've got to date each other. You have to have time for each other. If you want to love each other and adore each other and admire each other, you have to be a part of each other's lives. You can't go in two separate directions all the time and expect this magical love to just stay there. Anything left unkept is going to turn into chaos. So you have to put some effort into this and you have to spend time with your spouse. Number seven, support his ideas. Okay, this is a big one because I think this is one of the hardest ones. 
see, so some of the, all these are hard. No, I'm just kidding. But remember, your husband is a different person than you. That's the hardest thing to remember is that you're not married to you. You're married to somebody different than you. They're going to have different ideas. They're going to have different goals. They're going to have different ways of doing things. Okay, but the, the, point, the most important thing is they love your support. Now, support doesn't mean that you have to give in to, to your spouse's way every single time. This is a, you're working together in a marriage. This is two people working together in a marriage to make it perfect, right? So there's going to be some give and take. But you, they, everybody needs to feel supported. So you don't have to just shove your idea around his idea every single time so that he never has a voice and never has any kind of say. They want to be heard and they want to feel supported. So you try to work with each other. You try to listen and see how can I implement his idea with my idea. And it's okay to entertain his idea before rejecting it. So that's the biggest thing is you don't just instantly reject somebody. And in my opinion, it, it's a really good idea not just to listen, but to try to figure out a way to blend your two ideas. So it's important to take the time to think about what they're talking about, what their idea is, and then try to understand it and try to implement it the best you can with your idea. That's how we work as a team, right? Okay, number eight. Send him a text or an email. He will love to hear from you during the day. This, I, you know what? I think this is actually such a brilliant thing. We are so lucky we have texts and emails. Because you don't have to pick up the phone and talk to each other all the time and feel like I have nothing to say. You can just send some cute little text to break up his day or to break up your day. And then he sends one back. And it just builds. When we're talking about we're recreating those butterflies and we're bringing back the goosebumps. Well, this is a great way to do that. Say something cute. Tell him how much you admire him. Tell him how hot he is. Tell him something that you enjoyed that he did for you today, this morning. Or enjoy, that you enjoyed the shirt he was wearing. Oh, he looked really cute. Or whatever. Send a text. And I like emails too. I send texts probably more than I send emails because they're short and sweet and quick. And I feel like an email needs to be like longer. I don't think that's the case. I think you can send a short, sweet email, especially if you have a husband that works in the office that goes through emails all the time. He might enjoy getting your email over the every single day email just getting something sweet and short that says something really kind so number nine be patient it's okay if he doesn't know where the forks are after living in the house for five years it's okay if he still lives he leaves his socks on the bathroom floor for you to pick up it's okay if he's late to the special dinner you made just for him ladies husbands don't sweat the small stuff. They, these are the moments that make mountains out of molehills. In the grand scheme of marriage and life, they are actually insignificant. I know at the moment they feel like everything. I have had a lots of these moments and I have had to learn that patience is way better than letting these things turn into huge mountains. And they can. I mean, just think about it. You have a special dinner, your husband comes late home from school, from work, and it, you know, you're just irritated beyond measure, so mad, and you allow it to just blow up in your face, and, you know, blow up in your whole marriage. And so you got to, these kind of things though, later you look back and you think, okay, it was just dinner. I mean, I know it was a special dinner. I know you put a lot of effort and work into it, but it's one little moment and you're working on a whole lifetime, a whole eternity of a happy marriage. So we have to put everything into perspective. And maybe my husband's one of the ones who, who doesn't pick up his socks, you know, that leaves him on the bathroom floor. 
Well, I have learned that it's really not that hard to pick up the socks and put them into the laundry basket. It's really not the end of the world. I can do that. And so because of that, I've allowed these little things not to become the end of all. And so um, one of my sisters told me the sweetest story. She has lots of little kiddos and she wasn't feeling well herself. So after a long and exhausting day, she could not wait for her husband to come home. She was so excited. She just needed a little assistance. I think, I, I think she's got five kids under the age of five or something like that, four kids under the age of five. So it was finally time for him to come home and he came home and she, 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 was, and she was just so excited to just relax and just have a minute, let him take the kids and just be relaxed. So a few minutes later, she needed his help and started to call for him and there was no response. She looked all around the house. No, okay. I don't know if you guys are, you know, she's shouting his name. I don't know if you guys are feeling this emotion. Like let's put ourselves in her shoes. She's exhausted. She's got all these kids. I'll add to this little thing. She also had some things she was dealing with as far as illness. So she just really was extra tired and she just really needed her husband. So she's been planning all day. Like I cannot wait for that chance to just lay down. I'm just exhausted. I'm just tired. And her husband finally comes home. So you got the, you got, you got the picture. We're feeling the emotion, right? We can't find him. We need him. We can't find him. We're yelling on the house. Where are you? <laughs> right? Okay. So you can see where this can become a mountain real fast. You're getting really frustrated, right? Suddenly it dawned on her. Maybe he's taking a nap. Here she's tired and he's taking a nap. How could he be taking a nap when she is waiting for him? She's waited all day. She needed his help. So she marched up the stairs. She opened the door to their bedroom. And sure enough, there he was, curled up on the bed, sound asleep. Okay, this was a moment of her choice. So as she sat there and looked at her husband, asleep on the bed, she had a choice to make. She could continue in her frustration, yell and scream at him to get up, break up his nap, or... She instead, this is what she did. She looked at him and she thought, maybe he had a long day too. So instead of waking him up and demanding for his help out of irritation, she just laid next to him and adored her husband and realized he needed her as much as she needed him. She curled up next to him, lightly tickled his arms, rubbed his head. Game changer, ladies, game changer. Let's decide today to be more patient with our husbands. Let's decide today to love a little bit more. And let's remember what 1 Corinthians 13.8 tells us. Charity never faileth. If we will love our husbands with our whole heart, mind, and soul, with our energies and our thoughts and our smiles and our greetings, if we will squash those mountains and keep them as molehills, if we will understand that maybe he needs us as much as we need him. I believe that our marriages will flourish and we will grow. And that is the secret ingredient to marriage, love. Love changes everything. If you have been able to pull any truth out of this podcast, please share it with others and then come back, come back often. We have a podcast every single week and we're here to try with us, four of us. So it changes. It's kind of nice because every week it's somebody different for four weeks and then we, we rotate back so that you can kind of get different approaches on different aspects of life. Trying to grow our relationship closer with our Savior, whether it's in our own personal studies or whether it's just trying to strengthen our homes and our families and our relationship with our children through Christ. So we look forward to having you visit us again and I'll see you next week. Bye.